First who? The first Whitaker fight. I think he, I, I think he made weight, but I don't think it was like I don't think it was it was close or whatever. Um, I think he made weight the first time, but the second time he did. So, all right, so we're live. So, welcome everybody to the final round podcast. I'm your host Zach uh, with my co-host Nick. Nick, what's up? What's up, man? So we're just gonna do. Uh, I know we're a little behind. Um, we've been meaning to get this thing on its feet, but we're uh, we're gonna do some uh, some recaps here. Um, UFC two twenty six, and then episode two will be UFC two twenty seven. And what's next for everybody? Um, so just jumping right into it. I know we're late, so I'm sure we'll get some comments saying that that fight happened a long time ago. But um, UFC two twenty six, the main event was Stipe uh, Miocic versus Daniel Cormier. The co-main event was Francis Ngannou and Derek Lewis. Uh, there's a really good fight, Paul Felder and Mike Mike Perry, and then uh, Anthony Pettis and Michael Chiesa were also on that card. Um, so just the just the overall, um, my thoughts on the card were uh, two two twenty six was like one of the best cards I've ever seen. Um, it was obviously the super fights you'd love to see those, but two twenty six as a whole was was one of the best cards that I've ever seen the UFC put together. Um, and it also had Holloway and Ortega. Um, as the co-main event, that you know, Holloway obviously ended up falling out um, for some health reasons, um, but still, it was a it was a really stacked card. So, I mean, just getting off, you know, to the bottom of the main card, it was uh, Khalil Roundtree versus uh, versus Gokan Saki. Roundtree viciously knocked Saki out, um, and Saki Saki is a is a very good MMA, um, Muay Thai fighter. And and I really didn't expect Roundtree to come out like that, and he, and he absolutely just dominated first round. So it was crazy. Did you watch this card? Yes. Yeah. So I mean that that was that was insane. I was impressed with Pettis. Pettis, yeah. you know, I mean Pettis when he was champion, like he he was he was he was almost unbeatable. And then I don't know what happened. Like he he. He was champion at 155, and then he went down to 45, and was having issues with weight. Um, but to beat a guy like Michael Chiesa, who is a, a he's a he's a crazy dude. Yeah, man, he grinds. I mean, this dude, this dude is straight. He gets you on the ground and just grinds you. I mean, he's like a John Fitch or even a Daniel Cormier. You know, he gets you on the ground and, and he he just kills it. So for Pettis to even submit him, yeah, that's that's that, not what you think about when you think about Anthony Pettis. No. Is, not, not a submission. No, and I mean, to me, that was that was one of the biggest fights on this card. I mean, I know obviously Ngannou and Lewis, who we'll get to, um, but Pettis and Chiesa, that was a kind of a. To me, there's there's fights in the UFC that's kind of all right. We're gonna put you we're gonna put you against somebody else that's kind of similar. You know, you're either coming off a loss or you're not really impressive win, and you kind of like if you win, you're you're back into the race, and if you lose, you're you're kind of just there. You you're just on your way float. out. Yeah. So for Pettis to, to beat Kiesa and especially just to submit him was just. Yeah. That's, that's the part that got me was it was submission. Not, yeah. It would have been like a flash knockout or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody would have been like, like, oh, yeah, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. He caught, but, him a, he caught him with a head kick or a spinning, a spinning head kick, you know. But um, like when I, 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 I bet on that fight and I, I bet money on Pettis and I'm not a huge Anthony Pettis fan just because I didn't like him when he was a champion, but. I was thinking, I was like, okay, if he can defend the takedown and keep it standing, he'll pick him apart. And then he submitted him. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, that, that's legit. 
And then moving on to the next weight, it was or the next fight, it was a welterweight fight between Mike Perry and Paul Felder. Um, it went to the decision. Perry and Felder put on a, a fucking show, man. Those guys, I think Felder broke his arm in the second round, late first, early second round. And Perry, like I Perry, Perry's one of those guys that I thought he was just fake. Like Colby Covington. Like I'm not saying Colby's fake, but like Mike just he just talks so much that I'm like, dude, this guy's gonna get ran. And then when he, they put him up against Paul Felder, who normally fights at 155, they asked Paul to move up to 170 to take a fight, and he was like, if this is what I gotta do to fight, I'll do it. Moves up to 170 and ultimately loses the decision. But Perry, I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on Perry, but I kind of think he's it's it's the same you know it's the connor syndrome you know i'm gonna get noticed if i run my mouth whether mm-hmm. even if i believe it or not and you know he's a tough dude but it's just like the same thing like you said it's perfectly like connor did it connor gets into the ufc does his thing you know he, he talks a lot of trash he backs it up but now all these guys they they that's like the way to get up now yeah. you look at Kobe covington like if you I can pull up his stuff, but if you look at Colby Covington, he had no business fighting for an interim title. None. Not a single ounce of me says that he should be fighting for a title, but he talks a lot of shit, and he gets people to either love him or they fucking hate him, but he can draw. Yeah. I mean, the pay-per-views, you know, he fought RDA. Yeah, and that's what they're after now. They want somebody who can draw money. That's why they're looking at GSP and Anderson <laughs> Silva. Silva. Like, Ten oh years ago, God. they would have, you know... They, they would have made fuck you money on that. That's and what now, I it's yes. like it's right up there with with Chuck and Tito. It's like I, it's a, it's almost it's, embarrassing. Yeah, it's like that. What's that shitty movie with Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro where they're they're all oh, retired the, boxers? The boxer? <laughs> yeah, man. I, it's just it's. I don't. I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm kind of in the middle because like, Kobe. You even called that fight because you were like, I asked you, I was like, who do you think's going to win? And you're like, Kobe's going to win. I'm like, no, nah, RDA's going to beat him. And then fucking Kobe goes and beats him. And I think I texted him, I'm like, holy shit. Like, well, I rooted for RDA. I wanted him to win. <laughs> he's a nice family guy. You know, he's, he's not, you know, infuriating most, not, of the, most of the country when he opens his mouth. Oh, my God. It, it was funny that, they, you know, the one guy that can take the seat, Trump, was, was Colby Covington. <laughs> and he even went to the White House. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, you know. He went to the White House with Dana White. With the interim belt, who he's not—he's not fighting for anymore. Yeah, it's like, uh, we, I think Dana White just hangs out at hospitals, and when they wheel these guys in for surgery, they have about I got to—I'm gonna need that before you get back. Yeah, well, the, this is Dana White. You know, the, the by the time the first punch is thrown, he's no longer the interim champion. Yeah. Well, okay, so then why give him why give him the belt in the first place then? Yeah, it's the same like with with Tony Ferguson. He's—he can't even control. That's what pisses me off. Yeah, is he couldn't. Even, I'm not a huge Tony Ferguson fan, but the dude tripped over a fox fucking extension cord. And now he's like he's like fourth <laughs> or fifth in line. He was he was the champion, not yeah. the interim champion. Yeah. Now he's got to fight Al Iaquinta. Iaquinta, yeah. Before he can, you know, just to get back in the hunt. Is that who he's fighting? I think that's what they're what they're Holy planning shit. on. Big. So he's basically he's basically going to compete second. Yeah, second he's like all right. If the you could, you follow the trail. <laughs> I'm going oh up the mountain. You you <laughs> follow right behind me, and, and maybe we'll get. Which he's really fucked if like Khabib and Connor is close. If it's a draw. <laughs> there's a Plus there's play. Poirier and, and Diaz, you know, hanging out waiting to see, you know, what happens there. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, what if they go to a draw? There's so it? many that like, unfortunately to me, the UFC is becoming so like you can't predict this shit anymore. 
Like you never know what Sean Shelby, who's the UFC matchmaker, and Dana White are going to get together on a Tuesday. They say, I was listening to another podcast with Dana White. It was MMA hour. And he's like, every Tuesday we get in a room and we just make fights. Like, if you don't know that if Dana White lost a bunch of money the night before or he got on he's he went on a off. bender, like, he's like, he's hanging who the Joe fuck Rogan is Tony Ferguson? Like, like, I took two hits of buckets, so let's, let's plan this card. I just took a bunch of edibles. Who the fuck is Tony Ferguson? Jesus. You were here? <laughs> fucking put, uh, put Pettis for Stipe. Stipe's looking for a fight. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're pulling him out of a fishbowl. Like I don't. I wish. I wish I could. I wish I could. Give me. Give me the hat with all the featherweights in it. We need a fight. <laughs> we gotta find. Uh, what, what's Cruz doing these days? I wonder if he'll go up to one forty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. He'll fight. But he can. He can do the commentary too. <laughs> During the fight. During the fight. We'll, we'll mic, mic him up. up. <laughs> mic him up. He's gonna. <laughs> he's gonna give live commentary during the fight. But yeah, so anyway, I mean, back to Mike Perry. I mean, he ended up being a really tough dude in Paul Felder. So, and now he's fighting Cowboy. Yeah. And I'm a huge Cowboy fan. So am I. But, but he's he's getting a little long in the two. I just don't want to see him. I don't want to see him go out like Liddell. Yeah, yeah. A lot That's of my biggest concern. Hang on too long. Like he's he's set. You know, he doesn't need the money. He's got a his fucking yeah. farming compound where he's training <laughs> guys now. I mean, that's I'm, in New Mexico, I think. Somewhere or, there. I don't Arizona, something. I think it was on Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Or <laughs> sure, yeah you, yeah, you can film in my backyard. That's cool. That's cool. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's welcome anytime he wants to at, at Jackson or Uncle John. So, no, he, he left. Well, I mean, I'm sure if he wanted, if he said, yeah. hey, listen, I want to come back. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, That's ah. just fucked. I don't, I don't, I, I just don't like that. Like, I, from, from how I understood it, like, Sharoni asked Jackson Winkle John, hey, don't corner Perry. We're ex-teammates or still teammates. Don't corner them. And they're like, yeah, 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 we got you. We got you. And then he comes in and they're like, fucking Cowboy always loves to throw this right kick right here. You know? And then he's like, what the fuck? You know, he shows up to train and Barry's in the cage. They, they do that shit, though, you know? I mean, and I get, you know, hey, I get it. You know, just because your teammates says, I don't want to fight him. Well, then you're not you're not really fighting the best. 100%. I mean, the, the whole, obviously, I'm a huge John Fitch fan. So I'm from Indiana. John Fitch is from you know, 20 minutes south of where I grew up. And him and Koscheck, man, Dana White was always like, John Fitch would, after his post-fight press conference, man, he'd be like, I'm going to fight for a belt. And Dana would literally look at him and be like, you going to fight Koscheck? Oh, no, no. No. And then he'd be like, That's the same fuck with Cormier him. and, and uh, Velasquez. That's, you know? a, that's a really good point, too. And that throws a tailspin into the shit. Now. Yeah, because you're like, well, this guy is good enough to challenge for the belt. And we can make a lot of, you know, yeah. a lot of money. But, you know, one of you's got to go train somewhere. Train in the same place. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, have man. to fight, you know, every day for six weeks, you know, beforehand. Then, you know, you're ready to go. But. Yeah, I mean, so I think Cerrone. I think Cerrone said basically, you know, fuck you. I'll go out to my. I'll go out to my place. I'll train with my guys. Yeah. And I think he actually just got rid of his head striking coach. I think he he yeah, moved I think on he didn't from change or, or so. Like that. But I think with Cerrone. Does Cerrone, in your opinion, though, does Cerrone have anything left, or are you just like Cerrone is a gatekeeper? He's going to have maybe three, maybe four more fights left, and then he's he's. I think he's been a gatekeeper for, for a while. while. I think he would have to go somewhere where he's not in charge to have another a decent run in him. Right now, they're going to put him on on Fox, Fox cards, cards or ESPN cards or whatever because he's a draw. You yeah, know, people know who he is. But I think part of his problem is he's half in, he's half out. He wants to. Sure. He still wants to fight, but at the same time, he wants to help these younger fighters coming along. You know. 
and you can do that, but you you kind of have to lean more one way than the other. Yeah. And I don't. I think he's kind of half in, half out on both. If there was ever, if, like, if, if, when it's all said and done, like, if you ask me, if there was one UFC fighter, MMA fighter's career that you could change, who would it be? It would definitely be Cowboy. Like, he he would always build himself up. He would get up to you know number one or number two title contention, and then he would fall. You know, yeah, he, he he wanted to be able to to beat the number one guy, or he would get the title fight versus RDA in Orlando, and he got smoked. I think I think there's a lot of similarities with him and and Bisping. That's true. Where Bisping finally, you know, he he had what was it, like three mm-hmm. number one contenders fights he lost, you know, and finally he 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 got. I don't want to say he got lucky because he's a talented guy and he had a longer yeah. career than most guys, will, yeah. you know, could dream of. Yeah, but he. You know, he, just, he finally broke through. Just a little bit, like a little bit of me says him knocking out Rockhold is a fluke. Like, I just I, think if you run that fight back <clears throat> nine out of ten times, I just feel like Rockhold kills him. But, I think so. And, but, and, you know, for some reason, I, I mean, he caught him and good for, good for Michael or whatever, but um, – yeah, like, it was just a. It was just, like I'm just. I guess where I'm going with it is that I'm just sick of the UFC doing title fights for people that don't deserve it. I guess is where I'm going. I don't believe that because Bisping beat Rockhold that he deserved a title shot. But then again, at that time, 185 really wasn't. There wasn't one dude that you're like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, Robert Whitaker's out there. Yeah, snatching it out next. That, you know, I think a lot of you know, I don't. It's almost like little league now, where it's. You know, it's like Oprah's running your little league. Everybody gets about you're an interim champion and you're an interim champion. I even saw a meme when they went to the White House and Dana White's given the, the belt to, to Trump and it's like these these interim titles are getting out of the hand. It just you know I, I guess they're doing look look, at the end of the day, the OC was sold for what, four point four billion dollars. They gotta they gotta make money. And yeah. they're doing everything that they think is best for the company and everything that's a draw. And, I mean, we'll get to the whole Lesnar and Cormier thing here in a minute. But, Jesus, dude, we're getting to the point now that, like, the, the casual fight fan, the UFC is yeah, now built for the casual, casual fight, fight fan. Yeah, Whereas the, 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 hardcore the hardcore guys, we're, like, we're all sitting back, like, what, what the, the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, why is why is Lesnar in his cage right now? Yeah. You know, why is he fighting for a belt? Where's Cain Velasquez? That was real surprising, though. I mean, it didn't seem staged or anything. Like, <laughs> he just, he goes in there and I mean, basically says, everybody's, what do you say? Everybody's everybody's a piece of shit. Everybody's a piece of shit, yeah. He's, you're, like, he's like the anti Oprah. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. Where's Joe Rogan? He's a piece of shit. I'll be on your show next week, though. <laughs> so moving on the, to the co-main event um, at UFC 226, it was Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou, and holy fuck, before this fight, I can't. I was shaking before this fight. Like when they, when the, when all the lights dimmed and everything, and they started showing the promo. I'm like, watch this yourself. One, this one I did not go back and watch. And it, was just, it was it was pure hype. It was 15 minutes of fuck my life. Yeah, it was. You know, they danced around. For- it's it's just it's so unfortunate. And I hope I hope that someday we get to rewind this back and they do it again. But this this fight had everything in the making. Yeah, I think of- it was so hyped up that they were like, somebody's gonna fucking die. <laughs> But, you know, and both, you know, they just showed too much respect for the other guy's power. Yeah. And, I mean, they're, they're fucking heavyweights. They're, you know, they're going to fucking. Yeah. They're going to they're going to sizzle. Yeah. Sometime. You know, there's going to be, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's this or boxing. You you know, you're going to, heavyweights, it's either, you know, you get Mike it's Tyson decision. Or, you get, or you get two fat guys fucking, you know, belly bumping around for 15 minutes. 
I mean, the only thing I, I will say is that I put um, a pretty good amount of money on Lewis in this fight, and, and the only reason why I did was because Lewis has a better wrestling background, and what Stipe did to Francis was, you know, borderline embarrassing. But, again, Francis – I guess I can't say that Francis didn't deserve a title shot. I was getting ready to say that. I guess I can't say that because, really, you know, he just viciously knocked the Alistair Robertine out of this fucking galaxy. So, I guess he did, but because Cain Velasquez is, uh, is a hurt – but this fight, man, this, this fight just sucked. I mean, I, I we had friends over and everything, and I was just like, you guys got to watch this. If there's one fight on this card, you got to watch. This is it. Yeah. I mean, they're going to throw. Francis Ngannou, I don't think, landed a punch until like the mid-second round. I mean, it, it was so bad. So bad. And like I said, I think it's just it's hype. They, they yeah. got, those guys, you know, got hyped up. And heavyweight's never been, you know, it's yes, you're the heavyweight champion, but it's never been a deep division ever. Right. You know. I can't remember a time where you're like, because I, in your opinion, in your opinion right now, what's the best, the most stacked weight division in your opinion? I gotta, I gotta go with lightweight. That's where I would go too. That's where I would eat. Yeah. I mean, and I got, think it's pretty easy actually. I mean, they got what four or five guys active on the roster who have been champion. Got and guys that have beaten those guys with the, you know, Nate Diaz has beaten. Yeah. Connor. Uh, it, even, even. Even 145 is stacked. Yeah. I mean, with Ortega and Holloway and Aldo just fucking <laughs> body kicked the shit out of Jeremy Stevens. He's he almost died. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and, and he's I, a he's a game dude too, Stevens. You know, I mean he he'll put, he can he can go. Is he gonna be the, the champion? No, I don't think yeah. so. But he can, you know, he's gonna give you an exciting fight unless you, you know, liver kick him. So I guess okay, so we're done. We're done talking about Angano and Lewis. Like it was a shit show. I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on it. Yeah. So that moves us technically to the main event, but the the co-main event before Holloway got hurt was obviously Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega, which I think I was more excited about that fight than yes. Than that, that's the fight I wanted to see. Not when that fight got canceled, I was kind of like, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not interested as much in the card. Right. And and I think every card is like that it, as long as it's got good fights that mm-hmm. you that you want to see going in. I mean, I've seen lots of cards that I was like, this is going to be three hours bullshit. And they were just decisions. It's, it's, and it's some of the best fights you've ever you yeah. Know, seen. Yeah. But I mean, so, so for those of you who don't know, Max Holloway was supposed to, supposed to fight Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega has literally killed everybody that the UFC's put before. I mean, Frankie Edgar, I mean, you can go on the list. He knocked Frankie Edgar out, and, and this kid, Brian Ortega is, is a future champion, in my opinion. But um, Max Holloway basically goes to fight week, like Monday or Tuesday, goes on a and does a, a UFC um, – what's their show? With Bisping and all that. But anyway, he goes on the UFC's sponsored show on FS1, and basically Michael Bisping called him out and was like, Max, you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And he was like, you don't, you don't look fine. And, and Max looked like he was tired and – Everything and I, from the, from what I've understood is that it got back to UFC medical staff that um, yeah, come check this guy out. Yeah, and they checked him out. Excuse me, and um, he was diagnosed with a concussion, so they had to cancel the fight. Um, but then they so Ortega's sitting there. You know, Ortega's on weight. He you know he says I'm good, I'm good. Um, and the UFC went to him with Jeremy Stevens, who we were just talking about. Yeah. And basically offered Jeremy Stevens to Brian Ortega for an interim belt. We, you know, we just talked about the interim belts and in, not Holloway, but Ortega basically said, "Fuck you." Yeah, he wants to. You know, I'm, I'm not. Why? Why would I fight Jeremy Stevens when I'm, he, you know, 
I just beat Frankie Edgar. And if I'm correct, then Frankie – did Frankie beat Jeremy Stevens? I'm going to look this up real quick. I, I want to say no, but I could be wrong. Cause, There's so many fucking fights. Because, you know, you could watch a Frankie – you know, you could watch all Frankie Edgar's fights back-to-back and, you know, kill off a month. No kidding. This fucker, man, he fights so much. But... Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's a small guy from New Jersey, and that's what they like to do there, but – Jesus. He gets a nosebleed every time he walks out to the octagon. Um, yeah, so Jeremy Stevens. Okay, so Frankie beat Jeremy Stevens by unanimous decision at UFC 205. That was in New York. That was when Connor beat Eddie. And, okay, so they offered Jeremy Stevens to Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega was like, bro, I just beat Frankie Edgar, who beat Jeremy Stevens. So why exactly would I take that fight for an interim belt? And from the sounds of it, like, you know, obviously nobody had cameras in there, but the sounds of it, like Dana White – and Ortega's team met, and Dana White like basically tried to like bully them into taking the fight. And Ortega's team, like he went on Brendan Schaub's uh, podcast below the belt, and he said that it was like kind of a tense conversation. And you know, Dana's like, "You need to take this fight," and they're like, "No, I'm not going to take the fight. I- I'm not. I'm waiting on Holloway." And I get it that I get it from Dana's perspective. He's a matchmaker, and he doesn't want this card to fizzle out. He doesn't want to lose money because I, I promise they lost money. Yeah. When Holloway pulled out, well, I promise yeah. people were like, no. five minutes ago, I'm like, they didn't fight, so I wasn't as interested. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm exactly. Sure I'm not the only one. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck, they lost half of Hawaii, probably. Oh, you know, okay. I mean, all you know. So, um, I'm sure, BJ Penn would have. <laughs> he would have came in and got rolled. Bro, I'm ready. Let's go. He got. He would have got rolled. But, yeah. Um. So that fight got canceled. So obviously they moved. They moved in Ganu to in Lewis to co-main event. But Max Holloway, you know, he was de- diagnosed with a concussion. And this is the third fight in a row that he's he's had to drop out of. I mean, it sucks. In, I'm a huge Holloway. Year, so am I. I'm a huge Holloway fan, man. But at the same time, I'm a huge Ortega fan. And I think if Holloway, to be honest, like I know this is looking ahead, but UFC 230 has Poirier and Diaz as a co-main event. If Holloway and Ortega is not the, the not the main event, they got to strip Holloway. Yeah, if you're going to strip Connor, you have to strip Holloway. Or you know Ferguson. Even better example is Tony Ferguson. You're exactly you know, right. And so, he he was the champion, not like he's the interim champion of the you know for this month. You know it just sucks, man. It sucks because that's a fight, and I really hope that fight happens. I really do. Um, but it's one of those things I'm not convinced that we'll ever see, but. What's your thoughts on Holloway? I mean, do you think if if you had to guess, right? I mean, if if they fought tomorrow, who would you put your money on, Ortega or Holloway? I gotta go. You know, the only I think the only way Ortega loses is if he's if he's overtrained or let himself go. You know, one way or the, if he goes one way or the other with it. Mm-hmm. Holloway, I gotta wonder. He's he's had to drop out of his last three fights. Yeah. Is this is he ready to go when yeah. when he's cleared? You know, um, and is he gonna be the same fighter when he comes back? Yeah. When he's cleared. <clears throat> Because they went, what, a week, two weeks? We're like, well, we don't really know. It could be a concussion. It could be bad water, you know. Yeah, some random – I got water poisoning. Yeah, so what the fuck is water poisoning? (laughs) Some random-ass random-ass newspaper came out and was like – We thought it was a bond. It was a a water treatment plant we were taking them to swim at. So the last time he fought was December 2nd, 2017, at UFC 218, which I was there. I was in Detroit against Aldo. Um, There's no way Holloway doesn't go one – I mean, unless he goes to UFC 230, there's no way he doesn't go a full year without fighting. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. I don't know man. that he's cleared, cleared now to, to do anything. I know he's – I know they – I saw on his Instagram or whatever that he's training, but Jesus, dude. 
I mean, but one thing with concussions, man, that's not one thing to mess around with. If there's a lot of injuries, like you're like, oh, my knee hurts, I'm going to get tore my meniscus. Yeah. You can, but you I can, can train you through can, that. You can work around that. But concussion, man. Yeah, I mean, but I just want to know, who the fuck is head-kicking this cat yeah, to get a like, fucking concussion? Like, especially fight week, bro. Like, who – I mean, he trains with Yancey Medeiros out of Hawaii. You know, he's real strict. He's like, I'm, I'm not leaving the islands to go train. Who, what assholes out here head-kicking fucking hey, Max buddy, Holloway? Hey, buddy, you driving the truck. Get in here. We need a, we need a spar party. Come on, bro. <laughs> Surf's up, bro. Like, dude, come on. Yeah. So, so – Fights a week out. Just – just let him fly. Fuck it, dude. Spinning back kick, man. Yeah. Flying knee. Yeah. Fucking flying knee. When you get him in the clinch, fucking flying knee. I don't feel like we're in the headgear. Don't worry about it. What's the worst that could fucking happen? <laughs> so, you know. And then he got on a plane and flew to fucking to fight. You know? I mean, that's great for a concussion. No shit. Well, didn't. So when Ferguson and Khabib were supposed to fight, Ferguson tore his fucking knee tripping. But. Max was supposed to fight. He goes there, couldn't make the weight. They pull him. Ally Quince is like an innocent bystander, and he's weighing in. And they're like, how much you weigh out? And he's like, 155. They're like, cool, you're fighting Khabib. And he's like, who's that? <laughs> but no, that no, I'm, I'm at 170. I don't know if I can Khabib, make no, no, I'm, I'm a heavyweight, man. I'm moving up after this fight. Oh. So we don't know. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Holloway. I hope he comes back healthy. I, I really want to see the Brandon Ortega fight. I think that's a fight that everybody wants to see. I think that's the fight that the light, the light, lightweight division, it has to happen. Because if that fight doesn't happen, that holds up a lot of shit, bro. Yeah, because they're, they're continuing to have these these lightweight Or featherweight. Fights. I'm sorry, featherweight. Yeah, featherweight. They're continuing to have, you know, the contenders are, you know, getting matched they're, up. And yeah. Yeah. And nothing changes at the top. You know, you're not cycling through the top contender. So yeah, it's you know. And I hate, I hate to fighting for nothing. I hate, to, you know, I hate to yeah. put it that way, but they, they really are. And I hate to jump ahead to episode two, but for instance, you know, TJ beat Cody, and if TJ said, "Man, I want, I want one forty-five champion," like this holds that up, man. Yeah. Like I, I would, I would love nothing more to see a Holloway versus TJ or even Ortega. I really. I'm I'm huge on Ortega, man. I'd, I'd be a lot more happy with that than I would be with TJ and Sajedo and yeah. and and even even Demetrius. I'm not a I'm not a huge Demetrius Johnson fan. Not, yeah. You know, I'm not going to take anything away from him. But yeah. I'm just I'm personally I'm not I'm not a fan. Yeah, man. I mean, we'll get to that in episode two. So I don't want to I don't want to jump ahead. But hopefully, you know, we wish Max Holloway the best. We hope he comes back healthy. We hope he comes back and fights Ortega this year. I, I, that's a fight that we have to have happen this year. Ortega has to be, like, sitting on the edge of his couch waiting on his yeah, phone to ring, yeah. like, fucking give me a fight. Yeah. But I think, in my opinion, though, if, if, like I said, if Holloway doesn't fight this year, they have, to, they have to strip him. And they have to have. If not before then. Yeah. I mean, I think UFC 230, I'm going to pull up the UFC's uh, rankings real quick. But um, if it doesn't happen in UFC 230, obviously it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, 231, I think, is on my birthday, December 30th. But um, let me pull up the lightweight ranks here. Like James Vick. They have James Vick and Justin Gaethje. So, Oh, this is a lightweight. I keep saying lightweight for some reason. Featherweight. I don't know why I keep getting that mixed up. At least it's not boxing where you're looking up like a junior. Yeah. You know. Junior. Like middle featherweight. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> uh, this is only for 121 pounders, pal. If you're, one, Sorry, if you're 120 or, Sorry, one, bro. or 122, you got to move on. You don't see lightweight rankings. See, I keep doing it. Featherweight rankings. So let's see. So let's say Holloway 
let's say Holloway gets stripped. Obviously, you have Ortega there, who's who can step in right away. Um, Jose Aldo, I don't think I, I don't want to see Aldo versus Ortega. So let's say let's play this out real quick. Holloway gets stripped. They say Holloway's still concussed. He's got water poisoning. We got to strip him. And if you look at the if you look at the rankings here, they have Jose Aldo as number two, Frankie Edgar as number three, um, Chapman as number five, Monsano at number four, Jamie Stevens at six. I'm gonna run through this real quick. Cubs Swanson seven, Josh Emmett at eight, Beckett at nine, Chan Sung Jung at ten, and that's it really. I mean, there's no need to go past that. Holloway gets pulled. You make a Basically, a championship fight, in my opinion, versus God damn, it's going to end up being Frankie Edgar or Jose it Aldo. Can't be though, man. I get, I get what you're saying, but it can't, it can't be Ortega versus Edgar. There's no way. You can't do it. Like Ortega smoked him, man. Like I hate to see it, and I swear to God, if they give Aldo another shot, I'm going to fucking blow my brains out. Aldo's done. I mean, I get that he knocked Jeremy Stevens out of the league. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I love me some some of Jose Aldo, but the knockout guys, that's you know, that's the last thing to go. They, you know. What, what's your opinion on Chad Mendes? So he's sitting at number five. He just came back and fought Miles Jury. He 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 looked very good and beat Miles Jury, who's Miles Jury's up and down guy. But Chad Mendes, man, he's a guy that I thought was going to be a champion. I don't think they give him the, the fight for the simple fact of his suspension for the PEDs. So you're 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 probably saying Chad Mendes needs to fight a top five guy and then put himself in the next the next level. So your fight to make basically is Ortega versus Edgar, That's which. Frankie Edgar's a name. That's that's what they're gonna. That's what they're going they're gonna for. cater to. Yeah. So, and right now we're talking hardcore fans, so we should probably talk about the casual MMA UFC that we're that we're in. So, yeah, you're probably right. I think, so I think Ortega Mendez is, I think Mendez is, and Ortega would be the the best matchup. Mm-hmm. But I think for no other reason than hey, we can't. This guy just came back from PEDs after he's been gone for two years. Yeah. We can't. We can't make that fight. Now, I think, you know, they strip Holloway and you have Ortega versus anybody else on this list for the belt. I think Ortega wins. And then I think his first defense is Chad Mendez. Yeah. I think Mendez will fight two or three Depending on what Holloway's at. Depending on the the schedule for the title. Let me run this by. So Holloway gets hurt. Or Holloway's Holloway's hurt. So they say, okay, we're not going to clear him. And they say, all right, we're going to strip Holloway. What about Kevin Lee, bro? Kevin Lee's a look. Kevin Lee's a one fifty five. He's number five. Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier, Tony Ferguson, Conor McGregor above him in the rankings. And Alvarez may or may not be going away. Yeah, I think he's gone. But why not fucking why not approach Kevin Lee and be like, dude, you you, you good with dropping ten pounds and fighting Ortega for the belt? Kevin Lee takes that all day long. I think I think most guys would take that all day long. You know, hey, yeah. I can go from having to work up this yeah. bit, you know, two or three fights away to automatic. I think yeah, they you know, and as the way guys do it, you know, nobody can make weight now anyway. So exactly. It's not, you know. So I mean, fuck it, man. I would say if Holloway, if Holloway, if they have to strip Holloway, I would say Brian Ortega is fighting Kevin Lee for one forty-five championship. I can see that, but because Kevin Lee right now, he he said that he's training for UFC two thirty because he says that Nate Diaz isn't going to fight. Nate Diaz after the after the whole. Yeah. Um, the UFC uh, 25th anniversary, the, the, the Khabib, Khabib and, yeah, the, the Khabib oh, and Connor, the promo, he walked out and he's like, I'm not fighting. Kevin Lee says that um, 
he's not going to fight, so I'm going to step in and fight Poirier. And and um, at 2:30, but I, I mean, in my opinion, you give Holloway a shot to fight at UFC 2:30. If he says no, you got to just pull Kevin Lee to 145. Well, I think that'll depend on when that, when and if they strip Holloway, yeah. and what happens with uh, Nate Diaz before then. Yeah, that's true. Because you know, my favorite Connor comment is the the gang signs and the balloon animals. <laughs> But you know, I don't think I don't think making balloon animals is paying the bills. You know, no. I mean, there's only no. so many triathlons and, and bowls you can smoke. Because <laughs> I don't give a fuck what Nate Diaz says. I'm sure he's getting paid more than more than a lot of guys. Oh yeah, and, and you know, I'm not, I'm just a fan. I'm not right. I don't I, mean, I don't, don't work at the you know USC <laughs> headquarters. I don't I don't cut the checks. Yeah, you can't say that for a fact, but, but I'm, I'm with you. All right, so moving on from that. Um, Going to the main event of UFC 226, which took place July 7th, 2018. Um, it was Stipe Miocic and Daniel Corbett. So let me ask you this. Before before the fight, who did you think was going to win? I thought Stipe was going to roll him. Me too. Me too. You know, taking nothing away from Cormier. I know that's his deal. He's got, you know, he's got the alligator arms where he has to yeah. get inside. And that's, that's he's, t- you know, that's, I thought Stipe would have been able to keep him keep him outside long enough to land something heavy and, and so for at least to get a decision yeah, man. if so not for, knock him out. So for those of you that don't know, obviously, you know, Daniel Cormier knocked him out first round. Um, I was shocked. I was shocked. But you know what? <clears throat> I guess I – let me rephrase this. So I, I bet a lot of money on UFC 226, and this was one fight that I didn't touch. And, and my wife said, you know, are you betting on Stipe because I'm a huge Stipe fan? And I said, no. And she said, why not? Do you not think he's going to win? I said, no, no, no. I think he's going to win. But I said, I just don't like Daniel Cormier. I don't like men against him. This dude, Olympic wrestler, dude is stud, man. I mean, with the exception of John Jones, he's never lost. Yeah. So I was like, I, I just don't want to bet against him. And then to see to see what he did to Stipe was – I wanted Stipe to win. I thought Stipe was going to win. It was – I thought he was too, but it was it was you know Cormier set him up perfect. You know he did, and, he, and what was sick to me was Cormier watched so much tape on him that he said when he gets in the clinch, you you basically swipe down with your left arm and you throw that overhand right, and he said he always keeps his left hand low. Um, and what's crazy to me is Stipe, how does DC know notice that, but Stipe's camp doesn't. Yeah. So and, to and me, maybe, that's like maybe they did, and it's just you know I don't know muscle memory or such such a habit that it could have been you know I mean in that in that space of time it's you know he might even go on oh I shouldn't be doing this and yeah. you know the next thing he knows he's being called a piece of shit by Brock <laughs> it's it's it just sucks man I'm a huge I'm a huge um, Stephen Miocic fan I'm not taking anything away from DC I think DC is a great person inside and outside the octagon. But I'm not a I'm not a DC fighter fan. Like you said, he's a, he's a good person. I like his mm-hmm. his analysis and you know on the shows and everything. Here's my problem. But I'm, his fighting style is just not something that that I'm a fan of. Yeah. And the the talk of him being the greatest. You can't. Like, my, he's been crushed twice by I the same it. guy, and you can sit and there I, and say like, steroids or not. Like but, seriously, man. Like I I don't know how many arguments I've gotten into, and they're like, bro, DC is the goat. And I'm like, let's hang on just one second. Like, I understand I mean, Jones tested fucking positive for COVID. 
I get that. I understand Jones tested positive for steroids. I get that. But you cannot call yourself the GOAT if you can't beat John Jones. And I, I swear to God, Nick, I, if if you get a clean John Jones and you get a clean Daniel Cormier who, who, who's always clean, Jones I'm kills just, him 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. You can't call him the GOAT. I mean, he's done so much for the sport. He's on the, in my opinion, DC is on the Mount Rushmore of MMA gods. Yeah, and I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a Bones Jones. Fan. I hate John Jones. Yeah, fucking hate him. Yeah. If there's one fighter, you're like name one fighter that you hate the most, John Jones. But I just don't know how you say that Daniel Cormier is the GOAT. No. He won. The, he he he's the, the champion the at 205 because Jones fucked his life up. Yeah. The level of competition that they've gone through is is. Night and day. I mean, Jones, what did he, what was it, five or six guys in a row that he beat when he cleaned yeah. out that light heavyweight division? Yeah. There were former champions mm-hmm. Machida, Belfort, Jones, uh, uh, or not Jones, Evans, Evans, Evans. Um, uh, Rampage Jackson. Uh, he beat uh, Shogun. Is there a, the only fight that I question for Jones, and I know we're kind of, we're kind of getting off topic, but the only fight that I question for Jones, I don't think he beat Gustafson. I don't either. I don't, but. And I think over time it's shown that maybe that was the best Gustafson we'll ever see. I and hope it not, sucks. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, I of am Gustafson. Too. I am too. You know, I'm more of a, of a striker guy, you know. I mean, that I, long, I, rangy, he's a, he's a big dude that throws kicks. He can, he can really close the distance type of, type of guy, man. I, I like it. And he's, he's, he moves, you know, he's got very smooth movement. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not like, well, I can see this coming or I can see that coming, you know. I just don't, I, you know, I, I'm a huge, and I'm probably a little biased. So, I mean, that's the thing about an MMA podcast, right? So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you my opinion. And you're gonna give you your opinion. You're gonna give your opinion, but I'm biased, right? So, so I'm a huge Conor fan. I'm a huge Stipe fan. I, I would say if my second, if somebody asked me who my second favorite fighter was, it'd be, it'd be Stipe. It to me, Daniel was just prepared. In my opinion, yes. Daniel was prepared better than Stipe was, and I don't think that, and. and I can be wrong here, but I don't think that was Stipe's fault. I think that was his camp's fault. Yeah. And I also don't – he trains in Independence, Ohio. Corey's out, out on the West Coast with Cain Velasquez and Luke Rockhold at AKA. I don't know how many people they're pulling in, in Independence, Ohio that can can mimic. And I think that's – for a lot of these guys, I think that's a problem because at yeah. one time they're loyal. Hey, these mm-hmm. guys got me this far. But at the same time, you're the you know you're the big fish in the small pond. You're the Absolutely. you're the heavyweight champion of the world. You can't you know you can't train with the you know Bob from down the street yeah. who's, who's pretty good. Yeah. You know you have to bring in guys or you have to go somewhere, and that's you know I'm not saying he has to leave his <clears> camp, <throat> but he needs to go around to other places and work. Go to there's a lot. Of, yeah, man. I'm, go to New York and hang mm-hmm. out with Enzo Gracie. Yeah. Go to Hawaii and and hang out with BJ Penn. Go yeah. you know. Uh, Pat Militich, you know, all those oh, yeah. fighters have schools. You know, I know Militich doesn't really do it anymore. Um, it's, I'm not going to make excuses for CBA. I mean, obviously he lost the fight. And, and Corny was Corny was hands down the better guy. But, I mean, also, Stipe's wife's nine months pregnant when yeah, this fight takes place. So I'm not – Doesn't I, I work don't, in a, a regular job. He's, he's not, a firefighter. He's not a, a – you know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's what pays the bills. Yeah. You know, yeah, when, yeah. when he's done fighting, that's what's going to pay the bills. Yeah. And I mean, I don't. I'm like I said. I'm not trying to make excuses for Stipe. Stipe lost the fight. Cormier was absolutely 100 percent the better guy that night. But I just don't. I, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth how the fight went down. So, so Cormier prepped and knew that he was going to throw that right hand. Stipe was going to have his left hand down, right? 
And after the fight, he said that our camp spotted it. So, and like you said, it could be muscle memory, but how Stipe's camp didn't catch that is unfortunate. And that just yeah, sucks to me. It's not their job just to, you know, hey, let's work out or, hey, we'll work on they, – they've got to fix his weaknesses. Yeah. And, and for, for those of you who don't know, AKA is, is top three gyms in the world. AKA and, – and Cormier trains with killers out at AKA, but even, even to add on to that – Javier Mendez, who's the striking coach at AKA, I promise you he's the one that saw that. Yeah. I promise. Javier Mendez. Yeah, he's, a, he's a Hall of Fame kickboxer. Yeah, man. He's a fucking wizard with that shit. I promise he's the one that was like, bro, look at this. Stipe drops his left hand. Yeah. So. And I think a lot of that, too, is you get – I think you get it with Cormier, you get it with Bisping, and you get it with Dominic Cruz is with this – you know, with as being an analyst, yeah. they have they have that extra – you know, they have to be prepared for that – that television show, so they have to watch these fights. Yeah. Whether it's no. their weight class or not. And I think That's that good. helps. That's but I show. also think that, that, you know, it goes both ways on that where that makes them better as fighters. Yeah. But being the fighter, it makes them better knowing what to look for. Hundred percent. It's just it's just the whole thing, man, it just sucked. I would love to I would love to to run it back um and see that fight again. So basically fast forward, so Cormier knocks out Stipe. Um, after the fight, you know, he said, you know, I saw that Steve drops his left hand. We knew we were going to throw the right hand. Um, and, and one thing that I said leading up to that fight was Cormier or Steve cannot get in the clinch with Cormier. Cormier is so yes. good at dirty boxing that I said he, he has, has to keep. A, he's he, on a Randy Couture level yeah, with that. He has to keep his distance and he has to, if he has to wrestle with him, I, I, I'm, I wasn't so concerned with Cormier's wrestling against Steve because Steve is a great wrestler. I said, but he has to keep the distance. If it goes to the if it goes to the clinch or the dirty boxing against the cage, that's when you're going to see issues, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah. So Cormier knocks him out with the right hand, TKOs him with the right hand. Um, after the fight, Rogan goes in. What's next? We already knew Lesnar was there. You know, the whole night they were saying Brock Lesnar's in here, and, and then Lesnar comes in, and Lesnar, for some reason, man, the UFC let him into the octagon, which was fucking stupid. This fucking stupid. You know, it was planned or whatever. Hundred percent. You know, and and I'm just sick of it. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. I guess it's it's Lesnar working. You know, Vince McMahon against Dana White. You <laughs> yeah. know, hey, I, it's contract time for mm-hmm. both you fuckers. You know, who's ponying up? I was gonna say who's gonna pay the most. You know, and that you know, so he gets to do whatever he wants mm-hmm. in both you know both deals, and and more power to him for being a draw that they can do that. You know, you don't have to like it. Yeah. I just. What what bothered me the most was, I get it. It was all staged. That was all set up. And, yeah, and don't don't try and pass it off. Like, no, man. Just bring him in and say, hey, you know, you're getting we're bringing Brock back. Mm. He's you know he's getting the next shot, even though he should not. Steve should get his rematch. Lesnar comes in, calls Steve a piece of shit, calls Dana Cormier a piece of shit, says he was disgusted by basically all heavyweights. Cormier gets on the mic. You know, they have some back and forth, whatever, to set up whatever the fuck fight, you know, whatever UFC, whatever the fuck. I just, I'm not happy, man. I'm not happy because it's, it's the UFC is, and I mean, we, we touched on it earlier, the UFC is now for the casual fans, not for the hardcore fans. Yeah, well, it's just like with, with George St. Pierre. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants the winner of Connor and Khabib. I Why? Want, I don't want to fucking see that. No. I mean, Why? Why do you deserve it, first off? Right. And he's... You know, and I know what it is. Is he he wants to be the first three division champion, yep. and that's that's what it is. He's going to win. You know, have, hypothetically, you know, George St. Pierre and Khabib or Connor, 
if George St. Pierre wins, it's the same thing he did with Bisping. I'm going to win the belt. Oh, I'm going, I'm going away for a little while. Yeah. You know. I guess what I have the most, the most problem with is, and like I said, I'm biased because I'm a huge Conor fan, but when did fucking becoming a multi-weight division champion become so fucking cool? TJ Dillashaw, you know, and we'll get into this in episode two, he beats Cody, and he's the first thing out of his mouth that says, I want to go fight Seja or uh, Cejudo. Um, when did this become such a fucking thing, man? The UFC fucking is eating this shit up because they can sell it as a super fight. But yeah. Jesus Christ, man. It's, yeah. You know, is it is it really a good fight? Like there, there's to me, you, there's a line that you draw and you say that DC versus Lesnar is just bullshit. The casual fan says, "Oh my God, Lesnar is such a big motherfucker." And Daniel Cormier, yeah. I just don't like it, man. No, and and do I think Lesnar, you know, for this fight has improved his skill set? No, not he's at gonna, all. He's going to bull rush him. He's going to take him down. He's going to try and ground the pound. Mm-hmm. He is still the the ugliest striker. Um, maybe I've ever seen. With the exception of Travis Brown, probably. Travis Brown, man, I mean, he just didn't have stand-up. I mean, he had he, elbows he, and flying knees and kicks and shit, but, like, he didn't know how to throw a fucking jab, bro. No. I mean, you talk about Edwin, whatever his last name is. But he, he was training out there with Rousey and Edwin, and he didn't know how to throw a fucking jab. Yeah. And he's a big motherfucker, you know, but I just don't like it. I just don't. I, I really don't. These – they have – to me, the UFC is completely selling out, and they're trying to make up that money that they sold the UFC for. Um, and by making Lesnar versus Cormier, it's just it's asinine. Yeah. I have no problem. I have, excuse me, I have no problem with Lesnar coming back, but put him against put him against somebody else. Like let him win two fights, or let him even. I'm okay with one fight. Put him against Ngannou, or put him against fucking Lewis, or Ngannou, or Curtis Blades, or fucking. I'm, I'm fine with him coming in and fighting for the belt. After Stipe gets his, his rematch, because I don't think yeah. I don't think Blades and, and Lewis and Nagano, I don't think they're, they're ready for another sure. sh- shot. You know, yeah. Send them away, let them let them work mm-hmm. their way back up. I'm not saying start them from the bottom, but you know, get them some season. I think that's another thing I have a problem with is, hey, this guy's won two fights, mm-hmm. or he's won three fights. Well, yeah, but those are the only three fights he's had with you, or the only yeah. two fights he's had with you, and he hasn't. The guys he, he's he's beaten haven't been. You know, top of the food chain guys. You know, it, it, to me, it, it's it's just it just sucks what the UFC is going to. And I, I think mean, they've they've oversaturated themselves with signing so many fucking fighters. Plus, Jesus Christ! There's plus, they're bringing fighters in, on the roster. They bring in what twenty fighters every season of the Ultimate Fighter. There, there is no more. You're fighting for a contract. It's you get a contract, and we're going to put you on. Well, now there's house. now there's the Contender Series. Yeah, which. So, it's basically the same thing, only there, you don't have to go live in the house. Exactly. And, I mean, it's just rough, man. It's just rough. I just don't, I just don't see I don't see how Stipe doesn't get their rematch. And good for Stipe. They, he went on MMA Hour podcast, and, and they said, you know, so what's next? And he's like, I'm, I'm not going to take another fight unless it's fucking for a belt. I, I did like Dana White. I don't know why he feels disrespected. Well, <laughs> every, every time I turn around, he says he's disrespected. Well, yeah, man, what, because what respect, you know, because you, I mean, at UFC, what was it? Uh, Two twenty in Boston when he fought Ngannou. UFC put every goddamn dollar they had into promoting Ngannou, and I mean, you can go back and look at it on YouTube. Dana White's like Ngannou hits like a fucking Mitsubishi going fucking fifty five on the interstate. Well, yeah, hang on though. Look at Stipe; he's the more well rounded fighter. Any hardcore MMA fan said if Stipe makes it out of the first round, he wins the fight, and that's what happened. 
So Stevie has to go peddle Mexican beer on his off time. <laughs> yeah. In order, because nothing says in order to make a buck. Nothing bro. says Mexico like Stevie Miocic, who's Croatian. Yeah, selling fucking vanilla. Yeah, if it was a you know if it was some kind of Eastern European beer, I I could understand you know hey there's a there's a natural tie, <laughs> but Modelo, Modelo of I all. I don't think Ohio is a real hotbed for, no, for Hispanic people. No, I'm no. sorry for any Hispanic people in Ohio. <laughs> might be I'm not a racist. I'm not. <laughs> it's just, it just doesn't fit. I've read some Colby Covington tweets before we started. <laughs> but you brought up a good point, though, with Ultimate Fighter. So, I mean, that was one of the that was one of the questions I was going to ask you was, do you feel like the Ultimate Fighter is still relevant? No, and he still wants to keep fucking doing it with ESPN. No, we got to have some programming. They're, they're buying all this airtime. We got to put something on. I just don't like it, man. I mean, I, I gave up on it when uh, when they were like the winner of the winner of uh, the flyweight the flyweight title or the tough house gets to fight instantly versus Demetrius Johnson. I'm like, holy shit. Demetrius Johnson was A, cleared out the division, and B, Dana White has well, no faith in anybody else in that division. And I think part of the reason for that was Matt Sarah, you know, because he did on the fourth one, should, you know, <laughs> I watched that, you know, that shit, you know, as it came, aired. But, you know, because he won it, and they're like, all right, you get George St. Pierre. I'm like, oh, this is going to be quick. And yeah, it was quick, but not, not the way I wanted it to be. And then, you know, as soon as he, you know, they had their rematch, George was like, oh, this is what was supposed to happen the first time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking hurt you. So, so the, now the next Ultimate Fighter is Whitaker and Calvin Gastelum. Yeah, and even Gastelum was like, ah, I'll do something to make it Jesus. worth watching. I just don't, I don't know how they. Get, first off, Whitaker, in my opinion, is not a sell in the UFC. No, and I think that's that's part of the reason they still do it is, is to get people to know who these fuckers are, you know. <laughs> They're I, hoping they tu- they I, tune in to see the the two minutes of trash talk where they're walking by each other in the gym. gym. Now, when Cody and, and TJ were in it, I was like, "All right, cool. These fuckers hate each other." And those seasons do 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 better, mm-hmm. but every season has the same same shit in it. You've got the one guy in the house who <laughs> swears he's he's the fucking greatest fighter ever, who gets trashed, and throws beer bottles at people on the hot. They're tub. gonna have the. The fucking night where everybody gets, you know, fucking hammered and destroys the house. Like, like that show on, on fucking History Channel, those two guys smash shit up. Um, you're going to have the coaches get into it. And, and one of those fucking paper-thin doors they have at that fucking gym. All I can see is Rampage ripping that the bitch fuck, off the hinges. You know, it's the same shit, you know, all the time. You get the episode of the Coaches Challenge. You get a pissed-off yeah. Dana White episode. That's so true, though. That's so. That's you just literally wrote the script for the next Ultimate Fighter. I mean, that's that's been it's been that since since the first fucking day. And you know, it is better than having them play games like they did in the the first one. Oh, you're not gonna have to fight. All right, all right. We're we're rewriting this shit as we go along. <laughs> next week, you're gonna have to fight, and you gotta weigh in in ten minutes. And Dana White just says, "Do you want to be a fucking fighter? Do you want to be a fucking fighter?" You know, he just repeats that, but. Yeah, it's like, Man, you know, it's like my dad getting drunk yelling at me. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? We, we went completely off the fucking off of what we were on. The Ultimate Fighter, in my opinion, it sounds like you. I mean, it's dead. It, it's and I think it's been dead for a while. Mm-hmm. No, I mean when Connor when Connor and Uriah was on it. Literally, the only reason why I watched it is because Connor. I just wanted to see what Connor was going to say, and I knew that Artem was on Connor's team, obviously, and, and I knew that Connor and him 
obviously trained together. So I wanted to see a little bit of Artem because I didn't know a ton about Artem. But I just wanted to see Connor talk shit. That was it. I mean, yeah. I, had, I had no interest in any other fucking fighter on that, yeah, on that I, whole I, fucking roster, you know, whatever you want to call it. It just sucks, man. He's, yeah. a, he's a world-class shit talker. I like it. You know? <laughs> it just, how do you think balloon animals on the hand gangs out of the other? It's just fucking dead, man. There's number of seasons for the Ultimate Fighter, 27. And Jesus And if you go Christ. down and you look at the coaches of these shows, I mean, they've had... They've had like, and it's in other countries now. There's like, you know, Mexico, Brazil, China, and you know, Jesus. Like they have, what do they have? Chuck Liddell and somebody doing the one in Brazil. <laughs> like these fuckers don't speak Portuguese. Jesus, dude. Yeah, I mean, we'll just run through the last few. I mean, Eddie Alvarez and Justin Gaethje were coaches. Blue. I mean, that just sucks. And I mean, that was a hell of a fight. Sujato. I mean, Eddie Alvarez and Gaethje. I mean, that was a hell of a fight. But Jesus Christ, they were terrible coaches. Garbrandt, Dillashaw, Benavidez, and Sejo, or Cejudo. Oh, I'm looking at the damn. Patrick Cote and Kyle Milk. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle was from Australia. Yeah. That was when they did the Nations thing. So it was was, uh, Bisping and Kennedy, Patrick Cote and Kyle Milk, who's from Australia. Cote's from um, Canada, obviously. Like Rousey and Tate. That that got watched because it was Ronda Rousey at, at at her height, you know. Um, John Jones and Chelsea. Sonnen, Sonnen, it's the same thing. He, people are going to tune in. To, but, you know, um, Bisping and Miller. <laughs> Jason, Jason Miller. Miller seemed like a good <laughs> signing at the time, didn't he? Before he, you know, he was taking hostages. <laughs> George St. Pierre and Koscheck, I remember that one. Jesus, dude. And, you know, I mean, St. Pierre, you know, effectively ended Koscheck's career. With a jab. Just jabbed the fuck out of him. Just a jab. You know, the funny thing about that fight was, uh, that happened in Canada, I think at UFC 129. And like Sunday, Koscheck said he tried to fly out to go back to Anaheim or, or to California, um, San Jose. And he said they wouldn't let him on the plane because his eye was so fucked up. They were like, no, 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 no. we're not going to let you on the plane, bro. And it's like, he did that with a fucking jab the whole time. Yeah. Just and a not, jab. Not like an elbow or a mm-hmm. knee, you know, just caught him real well. Just kept punching him in the face. <laughs> Jesus. When that fight happened, I, I will fess up. I said, gosh, Jacob's going to win that fight. Oh, I know, man. I'm just, you know, at that time I was still salty because George St. Pierre beat fucking Fitch. So I was just like, and you know what? We got to get somebody. Every highlight that show GSP is him landing that Superman punch on John, <laughs> John Fitch. <laughs> His head snapping back. I feel so bad, man. But John Fitch was the first person to take a five rounds, so I can't say that. But, man. I was just like, everybody gets to go five rounds with George because no kidding because gonna, he doesn't take him down and dry hump him. He he's gonna demoralize he him. Doesn't finish fights, bro. That's not my cup. You feel? But see, that's the thing, man. Like Dana White's like, oh, John Fitch fights, put me to sleep. When's the last time George St. Pierre fucking finished anybody? Yeah. I mean, let's look here. Okay, like, he finished Bisping, but before that, his his last stoppage was BJ Penn at UFC ninety four in two thousand nine. TKO corner stoppage. That was when. Fucking BJ's team was like, no, 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 we're good, we're good, stop fighting. <laughs> Fuck. Dude. Which takes a lot for for somebody in BJ Penn's corner. I mean, because he'll fight anybody <laughs> at a bar. Rock's back. <laughs> he was fighting when I was. I'll <laughs> take him. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking fight him right now. I can lay off the diet for a little while. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. It's just the ultimate fighter. They got to figure something out. I don't think. I just think they need to. They need to just stop. I think they had. Yeah, the old, I think it's it's. Run its course. You know, if you want to have a, a – here's an idea, you know, now that you're going to ESPN. Put your fucking UFC show 
on other than, you know, the middle of the goddamn night. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's two in the morning. Let's talk some fucking MMA. <laughs> UFC tonight. That's what it's called. That's, yeah. UFC tonight. It ought to be called late night. No kidding. Yeah, late Jim night with Kenny Florian and fucking Daniel Cormier or Tyron Woodley. Jesus. But yeah, man, I just think it's that they got to figure something out. They got to figure something out with uh, with the Ultimate Fighter. I, I just think I they, they got to kill it. Yeah, they just, gonna, they just need to let it go. Yeah, take it out back like old Yeller. <laughs> and we tried. It was cool for the first fucking eighty-seven seasons. Uh, after that, it, I mean, they're the original guys are all retired now. I know, except for Diego Sanchez because he he just refuses to quit. You think he fights because he needs money or just because he loves it? I think he's legitimately shit nuts. <laughs> you know, he would, yeah. if you saw him on the show, and now he's—I think he's religious. Or last time I saw him, he was religious. Well, he went from the nightmare, Diego Nightmare Sanchez. The dogs are going crazy about something. But uh, Diego Nightmare Sanchez to he like might be outside Diego Sanchez. <laughs> he's on those now because we're talking so about the Jesus. Told <laughs> but the one thing I will say about Diego is he fought a—he uh, didn't fight, but he put on a fight with a with a kid with Down syndrome. And that was really cool, you know, just to raise money and everything. So that was cool. But yeah. Jesus, man, they got it. They just had a reunion, the original cast. They couldn't get. Uh, they all took a picture, and they were all in wheelchairs. And they couldn't get the the one kid who shouldn't have been there to begin with. <laughs> was he in jail? <laughs> I forget where they he he declined the the invite, but you know I can't remember what they. Yeah, because he's he soaked every dollar out of that bitch. Jesus. Well, you know it's bad when even you know they're like. A, Two days in, and you know Randy Couture's like, dude, you don't even be here. Oh, we're good. We can do without you. <laughs> like, we'll fill you in on what happened at the party. You gonna fight at the on the on the finale? Let Chris <laughs> Lieben fucking maul you. He's coming back in the, the bare knuckle, bare knuckle box. bucket. Box Apparently, out. somebody does need some money. Well, yeah, he's got to support his coke habit and his tattoo fucking hobby. I do like his his samurai tattoo with the original one. Uh-huh. It's cool, but you know, yeah. Chris Lieben's he's another one, man. He's he's Bad shit, fucking crazy. I do nuts. But all right, man. So I think that's gonna wrap it up for episode one. Uh, come back for episode two. It's a UFC 227 recap where we go through the winners and the losers and the upcoming fights and everything like that. So we appreciate everybody uh, tuning in. Um, we hope you enjoy it. Any feedback that y'all can give us, that that'd be awesome. So um, episode one, we I feel like it went really well. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. So uh, we'll get to episode two going real quick. Thank you. <laughs>